0: welcome to steeped in mystery i'm amanda
1: and i'm jenna Ooh. hey amanda yeah do you remember last week where we were talking about you know crazy stuff in the appalachian mountains appalachian
0: appalachian appalachio
1: yeah and we talked about like the 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 like the hairy man or the like the wild people and that sometimes we think that it's one cryptid but it could be actually be a totally another cryptid yeah so we're going to talk about a cryptid that That could potentially be the hairy man from Virginia. While we drink chai tea today.
0: I know it's mellow chai tea. It tastes like... It honestly...
1: It's just a mellow chai. It's really good.
0: It reminds me of like... Like there's a very specific type of chai you get on like the top shelves at Walmart that comes in the little bottle and you twist the lid off and you pour it out. Like that specific chai Mm -hmm. is what it reminds me of.
1: Oh, it's like the Oregon chai. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not as sweet though. At least mine isn't because I don't like I just
0: sweet. dumped like five pounds of sugar in this. So. Oh, great.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Amanda's getting fueled up. Oh, we yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen this episode. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what. Okay. So we're going to tie in with last week's episode. And we are going to talk about, and bear with me, this is a long list. Oh, God. So we have to get through it. Just hang in there. Okay? Wait, you got
0: to read it off like people do that. American song.
1: <laughs> oh, I I have to get the beat in my head. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, nope, 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 nope. I can read it off like uh my elevator voice or my new TikTok voice. Oh, do it. Which one?
0: Whichever one. I'm. Okay. I'm I just. I'm here to be right, entertained. So <laughs> okay, here we
1: go. I'm I'm driving this train today, and this is the this is the name of the train. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Wildman, Almas, Yeren, Yeti, Yowie, Wildman of the Woods, Wood Ape, Bushman, Tree Man. Uh, the Saskets people call it Saskets. uh, The Lumi people call it tes- tes- Tesemekewis, Stayeha or Kiwiyaye which means monster. Iroquois, call it Yarha, stone giant, Ooh. or Genaskawa. Skookums are the wild man of Mount St. Helens. Aleutig, or call it the Nantinak, which is the creature from the Kenai Peninsula. Ape Man, Gorilla Man, Mountain Devils, Skunk Ape, Grass Man from Ohio, Fook Monster from Arkansas, Wood Booger from Virginia, Monster of Whitehall, New York, Momo from Missouri, Honey Island Swamp Monster from Louisiana, Dewey Lake Monster from Michigan, Mongo. Golan Monster from Arizona, the Big Muddy Monster from Illinois, or the Old Men of the Mountain from West Virginia. Huh. Those are all of the different names that I could find in like 10 minutes on the Googles.
0: That fit with
1: Bigfoot. That fit with Bigfoot. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Yep. I'm thinking back. Didn't we talk about Bigfoot already?
1: Okay, we're going to jump in the Wayback Machine. Yep. Ooh. Way back. To episode 12, <laughs> Tea with Bigfoot. Well, guess what we're doing today? Bigfoot T Visited. <laughs> yep. So we talked about him quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. Hey, uh, Amanda, guess what? What? A 2020 poll says one in ten Americans believe bigfoot is real
0: okay but what are the other nine doing with their lives
1: uh apparently not listening to us or we could convince them i'm absolutely sure so last time in episode 12 we talked about uh the bfro the bigfoot research organization uh original sightings vocalizations we had stories from the sasquatch chronicles and more Uh, We talked about shows, investigative organizations, and personal stories. Um, This episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. I love that. And we're going to look at a few different things. Okay? Okay. Now, I'm going to start this off right.
0: Uh, I always love when you pull out your phone because I always know that means I'm getting pictures or audio, (laughs) which makes my heart happy. Yes, And for our listeners, I will remind you, if you go to our Facebook, you can see all these lovely pictures.
1: Uh, We are trying our dangest to get everything (laughs) posted up on Facebook in a timely manner. That is our goal for this year, so hopefully we get it up there for you. Uh, This is Recorded Sounds of Bigfoot, provided by Ron Moorhead of the Sierra Sounds. Now, this is the one I did not play last episode. And I told people to go listen to it. So if you went and listened to it, great. If you didn't, here you go. Or if it's been so long. (coughs) They call this the Samurai Chatter. You ready? Ready?
0: I get why they call it samurai chatter. Chatter. It really samurai chatter. <laughs> That's a funny picture. Anyway, I get why they call it samurai chatter because it really does. It sounds like like a really old, really so bad samurai film yeah, in a way. So
1: in that clip, Ron is actually interacting with them. So you can hear him at one point. The the bigfoot say something that's legitimately sounded like bonsoir sounded French. Okay. Okay. And he, a, Ron answers back bonsoir. And then you get the Bigfoot saying these, these things, these other lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as, as crazy as it is, uh, they actually think that it's not just, one Bigfoot but two Bigfoot that Ron was interacting with on that recording. Yeah,
0: I heard uh, was that more feminine sound him or was that a secondary Bigfoot?
1: That was possibly the secondary Bigfoot.
0: Okay so we've got a potential male and female communicating with him just throwing in possibly. his own chatter. for
1: <laughs> Possibly yeah so again that was recorded deep in the Sierra Nevadas in California in the 1970s. Wow. Yeah. And, for, and, and last time I mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again, they actually had a, um, a linguist from the Navy analyze those clips and found them to be genuine vocal clips that cannot be from an identifiable species. Like it sounds like it's a human voice. But at the same time, he could not definitive like he he said there were outliers that for some reason or another he said it
0: didn't fall into human classification. Yes.
1: Now uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, there have been a few people that say that Bigfoot can mimic. And so think of like you know, a mockingjay situation where they hear sounds
0: and they repeat them. and they
1: repeat them. So what if they hear these. You know, think about when you're walking in the woods and you can hear hikers coming, but you don't know what they're saying. And all you're hearing is like... Right,
0: like the Charlie Brown parents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what if that's Bigfoot's way of trying to communicate with Ron is he's just... He's mimicking what he's heard in the past as what could be language, but he's mimicking it. They've also been said to mimic, get this, zippers... Like tent zippers. Oh, that's terrifying. Isn't it? And then the other uh, the other one is car doors closing. Ugh. Like I I don't ma- even know. Okay. I can't even imagine. Imagine like this.
0: That. You're in your tent. Yeah. It's really late.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: cold. hmm You can hear sounds outside your tent. You're sure you're you're yeah, the only you're one. You're hearing feet.
1: You're yeah. hearing something walking around. And
0: then you hear a tent zipper open. But you only have your tent there.
1: Yeah, and you don't see your zipper open.
0: Oh, like t- t- instant, instant uh, terror. Yeah,
1: like that would be the worst. Yeah, like, nightmare fuel. Like that's the only GTFO. context
0: I think a zipper could be that terrifying.
1: <laughs> right? Oh no, I don't want that thing. I don't very think much.
0: Bigfoots are naturally aggressive. Yeah, but, but I still feel like with any big mammalian animal like that. If you're... I think with any animal. If you're not in the right... Any mammal. Yeah. If you're, if you're not in the right spot, like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're actually going to talk more about that. Um, we're going to circle back to that. Okay. So uh, now we're going to jump to Washington State, the Olympic Peninsula. Woo! Which I have actually come to, to love. Uh, it is argu- arguably the area that is number one in Sasquatch sightings that really doesn't surprise me because like for those of you who haven't been there like I've been to some of the more
0: populated areas of Washington and the trees even in those more populated areas are so dense you can't even see the Walmart that's five feet away no you can't so it's like if a Bigfoot wanted to hide that's the place to do it's fair yeah yeah
1: so, um, we're just going to talk about the peninsula for a second. So, uh, Washington State itself is actually the number one state for Bigfoot sightings. Nice. The peninsula is the number one area for Big, Bigfoot sightings. So, the, the, the peninsula is a large arm of land in western Washington that lies across the Puget Sound from Seattle. Right. Um, it contains the Olympic National Park. Um, It is bordered by uh, the Pacific Ocean on the west and to the north by the Strait of Juan de Fuca and east by the Hood Canal and the Puget Sound. So when I've gone there, it's almost like an island because in order to get to the, the area of the peninsula that I visit the most, which is Port Townsend, you have to cross a bridge. Otherwise, it's like four hours out of your way to go around the arm of the peninsula to get there.
0: So it's, it is connected to the mainland, but it, it's it mostly is. unattached.
1: It's yeah. It's mostly like its own little, uh, it's, I mean, it really is kind of an Island kind in a, of an, in a lot of ways. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So, um, it is, uh, so obviously almost surrounded by water. 3,600 square Miles. Wow. It is. Uh, l- was largely unmapped. Until 1898. And 1900. So we're talking about. This area. Is so new.
0: In terms of mapping. It's and literally just
1: over 100 years old. As far as mapping. And what we know is there. Yeah. Um, to me. This is like the marriage of both worlds. You have the beach, and beach, and beach, and then mountains. And I mean, these are arguably um, just as steep, or um, as... Think of the steepest area of the Rocky Mountains you've been in that's like high pine.
0: Picturing it.
1: Like, steep. We're talking glacial, like, steep, steep... Um, You're talking yeah. trucks have to put on their. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it has the um, Olympic Mountain Range that goes through it, um, which its peak is Mount Olympus.
0: Love that, right?
1: <laughs> um, it's a temperate rainforest climate. Yeah, but it's also home to dozens of freshwater lakes, where you have salmon deer elk tons of other wildlife squirrels rabbits birds bears uh i'm not so actually i'm not so sure, sure about bears
0: not even like black bears
1: i would assume so yes just because of the
0: area area
1: and remoteness of it but
0: not for hun- but
1: they didn't really necessarily mention bears when i was doing oh. my research. that yep they did not Um, so I have been to the peninsula three times now. Um, I have actually passed, and this is, this is a good example of how steep, steep it is. Um, uh, I took some pictures when I was there last. I was going past a place called Crescent Lake.
0: Crescent Lake.
1: Okay. Crescent Lake. And I will show you the, um, pictures I took of this lake. As soon as I can get through my scroll of your my great scroll of doom. pictures. Okay. Um, so this one, uh, the fog was down, but that's that's looking across the lake to how steep oh it is on gosh. the other side. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And it's a big lake. This is not, you know, that's a panorama. Oh wow. Um. This this is looking off cross at another Be- angle beautiful
0: beautiful area but this is definitely the kind of place where like there's it's
1: not flat along the beach it's from the water okay so legitimately to put in the road that goes next to this lake it is legitimately a two re- two lane road with no shoulder or like this much like three feet four feet of a shoulder oh my god like if you have to pull off in an emergency you're you're screwed because you literally will block the lane of traffic it is dangerous there's lots of twists and turns and you at some points you're legitimately cliff on one side to the water and the other side is cliff going up with with trees and Uh. rocks so um, I mean, gorgeous area, but that's oh, terrifying. Absolutely gorgeous. That's like my driving anxiety right yeah, there. <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. So I I will try to show you, but if you see like that little part on that yeah, picture where yeah. it's pointing out, the road comes along that. It like r- legitimately right there. Oh my god, no, mm-hmm. I would not. Oh my god, you're
0: right. Yeah, yeah. I can love that. I can zoom in this much, but I can. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so so like you're you're literally either. Steep mountains on one side or water of doom yeah. on the other side. Yeah.
1: I think those are cars there. Um, yes. Those are cars. Um, so, anyway, I, I just... It's so beautiful there. It is just absolutely Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to live your fairy stunning. dreams, just go walk off into the woods yeah. there. So, um, I that's the road that takes me from Port Townsend on the Puget Sound side across to the Pacific Ocean side. Okay. And, um so yeah, you're driving through dense, dense trees. Um, they do harvest trees in this area, but they actually have a section that I found fascinating where they said this section was harvested in year 1939. The section over here was harvested in 1950 and then replanted
0: so you can see the growth level so
1: you can see the growth level that's happened and they had one area that was harvested in like 1990 and the trees were already like three feet around wow and it's because there's so much rain yeah there's so much rain
0: no there it's a like moss everywhere super yes when green. you get closer
1: to the to the pacific side there's moss hanging from the trees it's just Gorgeous. Just it's
0: literally cottage core dreams out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's this uh thing called the Olympic Project. And um, I'm just going to read you kind of like their mission statement that they had on their website. Okay. All right. The Olympic Project is an association of dedicated researchers, investigators, biologists and trackers committed to documenting the existence of Sasquatch through science and education, through comprehensive habitat study, DNA analysis, and game camera deployment. Our goal is to obtain as much information and empirical evidence as we can with hopes of being as prepared as possible when and if Species verification comes to fruition. Our studies are conducted in a non invasive manner with respect and sensitivity to probable habitat we believe this amazing species inhabits. So they're
0: going about it in the best scientific way they can without
1: completely scientific,
0: without really having the true full backing of the science community.
1: Correct. But they, but like I said, they do have biologists that work with no, them. No, no, no.
0: I just mean yeah. like financially.
1: Financially, yeah. They're an independent organization. They actually uh, began their study in February, uh, February of two thousand nine. So happy fifteenth year to the um, Olympic project. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. Right. Um, so not only do they collect eyewitness accounts, uh, they document tracks, nesting sites. Audio and video events. They have a YouTube documentary called "Bigfoot: Road to Discovery," where they document a Bigfoot nest and discuss their roles as researchers. So, not only do they they um, when they do searches, when they explore an area that they that there's been a sighting, they grid everything off. So they they do a search that is legitimately. Like a, I think one of the um, founders was um, a veteran police officer. So he does everything like if he were doing a search at a crime scene. They grid it all off. They search every part of the grid. They document everything they find. I found this this documentary very fascinating.
0: Ooh, so definitely go watch
1: mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, one of the things that they mentioned that we didn't talk about on the episode before was what are bigfoot nests i for some
0: reason, I'm picturing like Jane Goodall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like that sort yeah. of situation, so you've got like the leaves the like all piled up, maybe branches as like edges, like almost a bird nest, but on the ground,
1: yes, yes, okay. They are believed to be just that nests where they sit and sleep. Okay, um, other primate primates like gorillas, yeah, and even chimpanzees and other primates also build nests. Most of them uh, build their nests in trees as a you know safety. Like chimpanzees build them up in trees and it's like a safety thing, right? You're not going to sleep on the ground where a predator could possibly pick you off.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, but specific to gorillas, they rarely sleep in the same nest twice.
0: Right. It's just safer to keep moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're migratory. They have to go where the food is. And so, you know, it makes sense that they're constantly moving and searching out new food sources. Um, so typically, gorillas build a new nest every evening.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So nighttime it might be when you're hearing more sasquatch noises because they're off gathering nest supplies. Sure. Sure.
1: Or, um, they've built, like we did discuss before, that we think that they are familiar, f- familial. Family oriented creatures, right? Or group creatures, which makes sense because so are gorillas, so are chimps. Right? They're all, for a better lack of a term, pack animals. They they like to have their pack. They like to have their group.
0: They like families. Yeah,
1: and so if you have one that's built a nest over here or built a nest over here,
0: you're more than likely to find another one close by. Well, you're more
1: likely to hear communication going oh. on at night because they're communicating from nest to nest. Think about it that way. Do you guys good over there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Joe built this mattress kinda lumpy tonight. Little I, disappointed in him.
0: I did my best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> nests can t- consist of a mattress, um, supported by a strong foundation lined with soft leaves, twigs, um, or other things. Um I imagine that, honestly, in
0: that area, pine needles are probably a major component of it. Because, like... Yes. I don't know if anyone's ever just, like, squished on the ground under a pine tree. Like, if the pine needles aren't, like, pointing upwards and touching you, it's so comfy. Oh,
1: yeah. Like,
0: you wouldn't think it, but sleeping on pine needles would low-key be super comfortable. And
1: if they're wet, they're, like, spongy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like walking on sponges. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Gorilla nests can be um about five feet in diameter. Okay. So that's I mean, kind of like as big as our little table here, maybe.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that's sizable. Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's fair. So it's reasonable that a bipedal primate or hominid might build an even bigger nest. Like between five and fifteen feet in diameter.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's probably like what a king size mattress, maybe bigger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that zone. So
1: the Olympia uh Olympic Project, sorry, has in their documentary um return to the Bigfoot nest site. Yeah, return to the Bigfoot nest site. Where they discuss they have discovered over 22 nesting sites. Oh my gosh. How
0: mm, why does this not qualify them for actual yes. financial aid? Yes. To look for this animal. Yes.
1: yes. So they've actually had biologists. They've had Dr. Meldrum, who's, you know, a primatologist. Um, they've had them come in and taken them to this nesting site. And they legitimately look at them and go, those are primate nests. Yeah. And they can actually see where they've weaved branches together. So smart. To help make that nest. Okay. They also stated that these nests were very close to freshwater rivers, which were full of salmon.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, a very remote area. Um, about 150 yards from that river on a ridge, so kind of up high where you have the ability to look down and see who's coming up at you. I mean, that's right. a strategic.
0: Yeah. That's just smart. It's, right. No, it's no different than nesting in a tree. You're still trying right. to have an advantage over your...
1: Exactly. Um, it was initially found by a timber harvesting specialist who hunts areas to harvest timber. So he actually like goes into areas that either haven't been harvest, harvested or that have been harvested. And he's looking to see, can we harvest again? So he legitimately goes out by himself and hikes through these areas going okay how easy would it be to harvest here is right. there enough here to harvest what would what would it be like to the environment
0: he, he surveys
1: right right um he also has to adhere to rigorous rules and laws oh i'm sure yeah uh he um he was the one who actually found the nests and and really hiking in this backcountry Real quick on the
0: note of nests for anyone Mm -hmm. who lives in like the big city or just lives in country area, but for whatever reason doesn't go out into the country. Mm -hmm. There are not animals that do that in the United States that are confirmed by scientists. No. Like we, we deer don't do that when they rest. Bears don't do that when they rest.
1: Raccoons don't do it. Possums don't do it.
0: Think of an animal. It doesn't do it. No, like even humans when they go to make makeshift shelters out in the woods, I've seen plenty of human makeshift shelters. They're usually leaning against trees or they're stacked up. They never yeah. create a mattress like that yes. or anything that would resemble a gorilla-like nest.
1: Um, they also mentioned that uh, some of these branches that they use to create these nests have actually been uh, broken, so you can see that they. Obviously, they've not been cut.
0: Like ripped they, off.
1: They, yeah, they've been broken. And we're talking about four inch diameter tree. Trees yeah, you're not ripping branches. that off. You're not. That, that legitimately, for a human to break that. You would have to send. Um, they would have to be like Dwayne the Rock. Johnson. I was just gonna say that you have to send Dwayne the Rock Johnson
0: out, and yeah. even then, he'd be he'd be out he there. He would be struggling. Yeah, there C- is no. Lie there's to enough. That. There's enough bend to it that it's not mm-hmm. stiff enough to just give and break, even if you're yes. really strong.
1: Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So uh this person he uh, they found the, this nesting site between uh, 2015 and 2016 and the documentary uh, the documentary uh, was done in 2018. Oh wow, okay. Um, I will say that they are very realistic in their expectations as far as what I observed in this documentary, right? They legitimately acknowledge, uh, real Bigfoot research is slow, boring at times, definitely tedious. Um, it's not that shaky mm-hmm. night cam.
0: Oh, <gasps> we
1: heard him, and they're
0: running through the exactly,
1: woods. Exactly, exactly. You take small steps. You document. You have to be meticulous. Um, and it's not like other made for TV shows like Finding Bigfoot, where you stumble in the dark, banging branches on trees, and you try to provoke action from a Bigfoot. No, that's no different than a bunch yeah. of
0: teenagers going out and hoping to, yeah, get a, a result. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm not saying they don't get results,
1: they might every now and then, yeah. but it. It's not very scientific. <laughs> it's not very scientific. So now I'm going to take a break from the. from the um, Scientific portion. Of this episode. And I'm going to tell you a very. Surreal. Bigfoot story. That I found on YouTube. That I came across on YouTube. Oh my god. I love YouTube. Okay. Uh, there was no video. It was just all audio. Of this guy. Telling this story. And he was telling it. Because the two men who experienced this, one of the two men told him the story. So he was hearing it second person, but he he was telling the story. So apparently two very rich guys, uh, very wealthy, very wealthy Texans, bet each other that one of them, for some reason or another, couldn't find proof of Bigfoot. Okay. And one of the gentlemen said yeah i'll make that bet because i think i know where we can see a bigfoot oh god so um he picks up he picks up his friend so it's just the two of them uh they drive to a remote ranch in texas and it's not like your big fancy you know dallas ranch with longhorn cows it's uh kind of what you think of as a ranch house around here where you have a teeny tiny little ranch house and a big old barn. Yeah, rusty farm equipment around. Five tractors that don't run. Yeah. <laughs> and five dogs running around causing havoc.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So uh it, it almost looked deserted. Okay. Um and in pulling up to the farmhouse, they only knew it was the right one because it had a plywood sign with the uh, address, on, uh, you know, spray painted on it.
0: It's okay. <laughs> the most redneck thing I've I ever know, heard of. <laughs> I know.
1: They walked up to the house and greeted the farmer, rancher, as he pushed his multiple dogs into the house to get him corralled. Uh, the farmer really didn't say much. He just handed him some papers. They just happened to be NDA papers. Non-disclosure agreement. Hey, papers. L- listen.
0: If a farmer hands you NDAs, you don't go on that property. <laughs> N- yeah. No. I'd be like, I don't know. No a- when to Nope. I don't know a single. Oh, nope. I don't know a single farmer who has NDAs. Yeah.
1: Just hanging around is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. That's just not a thing. So the so the one man that told the story to the guy telling the story was like, I started to feel a little bit apprehensive. Yeah. This is not giving me good vibes. Uh but they signed the papers, handed them back, and his friend handed the farmer a fat envelope of cash. Of cash. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This is so this is how you get it. He, he actually started saying he thought it was a prank. He thought it was a very elaborate prank. Now think about this. These are two very rich Okay. They made it very apparent these were two very wealthy individuals.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, fair. Hey, he hires this guy, says, pull yeah, out your hires insurance. this
1: farmer, pays him this stuff, you know, makes him sign an NDA. And he's going, nah, this is too much. I'll this get you is, some money nah. for
0: your shitty ranch. Yeah, like... this is
1: too much. This is too much. But he actually read the NDA papers, and they were legit. They said no photos, no speaking about it. No telling anyone about it. No, no sharing of information. Yada yada yada. Uh, after the papers were signed. The rancher legitimately took their cell phones. And started walking down a path. Uh, that led down to a very old barn. Hmm. Um, he said it was a little bit of a walk. It wasn't really close to the house. But you know you could see they were headed to a barn. Um, As he got there, he unlocked not one, but three padlocks on the door to the barn.
0: Also sketchy.
1: As he unlocked these padlocks, he, he unlocks the padlocks. The farmer then bends over and grabs a pistol out of an ankle holster under his pants. Oh, shit. And pushed the door open. Um, They entered a barn. Typical old barn full of farm equipment that was laying around. Nothing unusual. Except there was a door at the other end of the barn. Uh Oh. Which the farmer was then walking towards. Mm -hmm. And he opened the door as they got there. Once they stepped inside, he could see what looked like and he's just saying this off the cuff, look like a full-grown buffalo laying on the ground. Now, I want you to think about this for a second, because when, you're, when your mind doesn't recognize what it's seeing, it, it likes to fill it in with things it recognizes.
0: Yeah, it'll grab the closest thing it can think of. and so,
1: Right. So I have legitimately, when I first moved here to Idaho legitimately been driving down a dark road at two o'clock in the morning and from a distance thought I saw what was a large tumbleweed in the middle of the road until the tumbleweed stood up and I realized it was an elk.
0: Right. Right. Because your brain just does Legit.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: or it's no different than a kid being like, hey, mm-hmm. I saw a dog, but it was like a mm-hmm. fox because they're just trying to connect to the closest yeah. thing possible.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then he quickly realized it had arms and legs, this buffalo-looking shape. And it was in a huge steel cage that legitimately had cattle prods and shotguns hanging on the walls around the cage. Um, he also noticed cameras. Uh, lots and lots of CC cameras hanging on the walls of this Room in the barn. Now, I will say this much. Most barns have what's called a tack room. Yeah. This sounds like a tack room to it me. It does.
0: It does sound mm-hmm. like a tack Like a repurposed tack room.
1: Exactly. And tack, we mean like... Um, it's Saddles, a Saddles. Yep. Usually brains, used just to store... Your tack. Yep. Store your stuff. Um, he also realized that the creature was breathing. Like, really breathing. And that is legitimately when he realized this wasn't an elaborate joke or prank. He made this statement, this was no animatronic, this was nothing that could have been created, it was real. It didn't look like any man or beast he had ever seen. Uh, It didn't look like what he thought even Bigfoot or anything remotely what he had thought Bigfoot should look like he he's like i didn't like it didn't compute um he thought his friend finally got it um the friend that actually was the one paying the farmer and stuff and he, this wasn't a joke or a bet anymore obviously so not only the guy that arranged this but the the guy that came with him they realized this was like Shit. Shit! This is this is real. So they looked the looked at the farmer and they started asking questions about it. Um, quote it. Uh, he he looked or it looked like a bear with a human face. Ugh. And it tried to stand up, but the cage was so small, it wouldn't allow for the creature to stand up. To its full height, and that actually legitimately makes me yeah. Really, there's a really little sad. part of
0: me that's like feeling really sad for this poor creature yeah. stuck in a cage. Like well, they this.
1: said that it tried to stand up, and they could legitimately see that it had breasts. Yes, so they knew that this was a female. female. Um They said it started to make a sad, really pitiful noise. Um, the farmer said, don't look it in the eyes because it it makes it mad. Um, and then it seemed to release a smell that was putrid, rotting, horrible. Um. And then the farmer grabbed a cattle prod off the wall Aww. and shocked the beast. And all the farmer said is, sometimes they do that. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Sometimes they do that. What whale or
0: the smell the like smell a smell
1: or, jeez. So, uh, the the both of them, the two friends, realized you know what? uh maybe we shouldn't be here. And they decided they needed to get out. So after that, they they legitimately left. Didn't go back. End of story. Crazy crazy story was it true who knows rich people can do a lot of things with money yeah. they can have people killed they can <laughs> they can you know build million dollar mansions you know take airplanes into the middle of the amazon the 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 Africa why couldn't they buy you know a view of a sasquatch you can imagine somebody would be selling that to the highest bidder Oh, yeah. You don't want to just show that to the world because somebody's going to show up and want to take that yeah, Bigfoot. Right,
0: right. You get you get all the animal rights activists. You get all mm-hmm. the... Not that I'm saying they shouldn't be involved in this. Exactly. I'm, I mean, come on. I, I'm just saying, come to on. someone who's selfish, it doesn't make sense to show that to the world. Exactly. It makes more sense to post that on black market and get... Highest high, bidder. Highest bidder.
1: Come see the Bigfoot I have that's living in my barn. Oh, and that'll be, you know... Five hundred thousand dollars cash, and the low key farmer stays on his low key ranch, stays living, low key,
0: living happy, and, pay, no, and paying his
1: taxes, and nobody an blinks eye. an eye. Blinks an eye. God, I thought that was a crazy ass story. That's terrifying
0: just, in a lot of ways, and, and sad. Yeah, it
1: very sad. Very sad.
0: This is why we need to prove
1: Bigfoot's real.
0: So yes. farmers
1: stop. So we can stop this. Yeah. This I, is no better than circus that, acts way back in right. the day. And, and to be fair, there are research, and I, and I don't want to say research, okay, full stop right there. I should say there are organizations, and I did stumble upon this, especially one in the Texas area that said they are willing to hunt down and kill a Sasquatch just to prove that they are real. They would rather kill a Sasquatch to prove it's real versus letting it live its life and be its best. Right. And
0: that's how you get poachers because they start poaching. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to end up killing hundreds of other animals in their pursuit of killing a Bigfoot. And then if they yeah. do kill the Bigfoot and bring it in, like.
1: So the the fact that this, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's true, guys. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying. It's plausible. It sounds plausible.
0: It's plausible. It's plausible.
1: Okay. So what about characteristics? We're going back to the science. There is an organization called the Alberta Sasquatch Organization that has actually used hundreds of reported sightings to develop an anatomy of a Bigfoot. I love that. This was fascinating to read. Okay. Absolutely fascinating. And I'm like, I've got to share this. Okay. So here we go. All right. Uh, they go uh, as far as to call it a creature. Okay. They do not want to classify it as an ape man or a man ape until DNA can prove it.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's so reasonable. They're,
1: so they're legitimately saying this is a creature. Yeah. An unidentified creature. Uh. So the skin, we're going to start with the skin, which I thought was fascinating. Deep black or charcoal to deep brown, sunburned reddish color, brown or gray. Now this is the skin color. Right. So think of like the hands, face, where they don't have as much fur. Right. Okay. Uh, The face seems oily and mostly black. On most individuals. Palms are lighter in color. And the soles of the feet are really light in color as a result of thick sole pads of fat and connective tissue. Right. Okay. Uh, That's also a characteristic that's found in primates. Yeah. Like the big apes and... Yeah, you
0: see that you see those similar colorations, yeah. and you see that it's changes on palms and mm-hmm. feet where lots of contact is happening.
1: Yeah. Now I did. Uh, this is all paraphrased because if I would have put it all down, we'd be here for for a bit. Listen, for a hot minute. if you want a twenty four hour podcast, but <laughs> yeah, but look at look at, look up Alberta Alberta Sasquatch. They've got a lot of interesting stuff on their website. Folks, check it out. Uh they have hair. Yeah. Not fur. Okay. Difference is fur has an underlayer. So it has an outer layer and an underlayer and it sheds. Okay, yeah. This is full on hair because they l- lose hairs one at a time like a people do.
0: Yeah. Well, and or I mean like there's dogs deer, there are dogs like- that have hair versus fur. Sure. So mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's black or dark in at least 50% of the population of Sasquatch. Um, there are, however, various shades of reddish brown, gray, and also white.
0: Probably depending on their area of living. All over. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. All over. Um, shades can also vary over the body.
0: Like they can be calico bigfoots.
1: They can be calico bigfoots, but they actually say that older sasquatches have graying hair. Oh, So you can see that part of them are black and then
0: gray. They have
1: the graying going on. So uh, the hair can be glossy, clean and shiny, fluffy,, dirty, matted, unkempt, think dreadlocks. you know, like oh I know. <laughs> Fun fact. Females are usually cleaner than the males.
0: <laughs> that's not not I, surprising. <laughs> I thought that was funny they put that in there.
1: Uh, hair length ranges from three inches to two feet. Wow, that's a lot of hair. I did not know that. I kind of figured, you know, obviously a little bit. I I guess I figured That's some like three Bigfoots. to three right. <laughs> I I figured three to six inches, you yeah. know, kind of droopy. But they say no, they've actually seen evidence that they can be two feet long. That's a lot. Can you
0: imagine two feet of hair coming off your arm? Now, granted, they're like have... a curtain. Yeah, or like a
1: cape. That's weird. That's a little weird to me.
0: It, it's a lot, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, why not?
1: Right, Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, They have longer hair on the body, obviously, and shorter hair on the face, Uh, longer facial hair on males, and little to none on females.
0: Okay, yeah, these are classic
1: X and Y chromosomes. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, makes sense. Uh, They have uh, documented that they have longer hair on their forearms, buttocks, groin, and calves of their legs, so that they're... They, they actually said so that their leg hair has almost like a bell-bottom appearance. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was <laughs> funny, too. Uh, females, and they said contrary to popular belief, females do have hair on their breasts. Their breasts are hairy. They're not...
0: No, that makes way more sense yeah. than just suddenly...
1: Yeah, orangutans, so if you think about orangutans, you can actually, they don't have as much hair on their front. Yeah. So you can see, but they said, no, uh, females have hairy breasts. Uh, the hair has actually been seen to stand on end when they appear frightened. Like a cat. Yeah. That's so cool. I did not know that either. Can you imagine two feet
0: of hair just mohawking up on a big <laughs> foot? That would be terrifying. <laughs> I mean it's no different than when you're like faced with certain creatures you're supposed to act bigger to yeah. scare them. So
1: I mean it, it as and your fear literally is like visible. Yeah. Instead of goosebumps on humans, think it's the same kind of reaction though, the piliary uh reaction of the hair follicles that cause that hair to stand on end. Well, so it makes sense. I mean our
0: hair stands on end, it's just not as obvious about mm-hmm.
1: it. <laughs> Fair. Okay, uh, diameter of uh, 40 to 90 uh, um, which I'm sure is a scientific measure that I don't know of, but the average is 65. From 15 samples in four states, they have been able to determine this. So they were very specific. Um, cortex with reddish tinge plus fine pigment granule distribution, um, and the medulla is absent. Which is likely the reason DNA samples are negative. They can't get any DNA sample from the hair because there's no medulla.
0: Huh. So Um, they would need more like a saliva situation to get a DNA. Or
1: scat or feces or something like that. Stool. Uh, Most human hair has a medulla. Yeah, that's why you can extract DNA from it. But they actually specifically said very, very um, fine blonde people can actually not have a medulla. So there's a fun fact that your kids probably have no medullas in their hair because they are practically white haired.
0: What I'm hearing is this better chance at committing crimes than getting away with it. <laughs> uh, if, they use, if they happen to leave a hair sample, yeah. Okay.
1: All right. We'll just move on from that. Uh, cannot be differentiated like the other forest creatures um, or species like rodents, carnivores, or others. Right. Because of that. Right. Odor. Stinky, horrible, rotten meat, or corpse smell. This is something I didn't know either. Just hold on to your hat. Gorillas, when under stress or in distress, emit a horrible aroma. I mean, Not unlike a skunk. Okay? Okay? Okay. They emit it from their axillary area with an apocrine sweat gland. So it's somewhere in their armpit area that they have a gland okay. that emits a very horrible stinky smell so they hypothesized that the same anatomy could be present with, present with sasquatch okay and that's why occasionally you will get that skunk ape stinky putrid type smell because it's their way of trying it's like a defense mechanism yeah go away you're you're scaring me right uh also people report an uneasiness of being watched When there's a Sasquatch in their area or just before a Sasquatch encounter. What if this is a reaction by the Bigfoot that releases a pheromone that the human brain responds to by triggering that fight or flight, oh my gosh, something's watching me, feeling? Oh,
0: absolutely possible. I mean, like, plants will admit pheromones to get humans to respond in different ways. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? why wouldn't an animal? I mean, other animals do. Sure.
1: I mean, I, I I don't know. I would have to look this up. I don't know. But what if carnivores have that? And that's why, um, when you're in close proximity to like, um, sometimes like a mountain lion or a bear or a wolf, you get that same uh, feeling of like, Oh, something's watching. And
0: anyone who's like smelled a baby head knows how powerful pheromones can be in making you respond in different ways.
1: Yes. For sure. Okay. Head and neck. They actually have a head that is small by comparison to their body.
0: Okay. Believe
1: it or not. Dimension wise, they said. This su- suggests smaller brain cavity. Um, but they are also have a large sagittal crest. So the sagittal suture on on the um, head runs from front to back. Right. Um, oh, no. I take that back. That's the coronal. No. That is the sagittal. Sorry, coronal is ear to ear. Uh, So that sagittal crest gives that cone-like appearance that people describe when they see some. Because it's more like a peak at the top of their head.
0: Yes. Like, uh, oh, what's his name from Star Trek? Uh, Worf. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, um, they also think that the brain volume is close to that of a gorilla or slightly above.
0: Okay, Okay. Just
1: because of their cranial size proportions. Um, they have a conspicuous brow ridge, uh, with receding forehead that gives the eyes a deep-set appearance.
0: Right, right. Okay. That that really pronounced brow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that like
1: makes their eyes yep. look hollow. Uh, they have a flat face, prominent cheekbones, and a square jaw. Okay. Uh, scant lips. So not so. Think again, gorilla. Not a lot of lip. Uh, Pucker, <laughs> pucker. <laughs> uh, deep brown eyes with possible red sclera. Sclera is the white part that surrounds your iris.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, they also say that they have red or yellow eye shine at night, and humans don't have eye shine because of the cones and rods at the back of our eyes, right? And the way it reflects. But they are saying that Sasquatch does have that eye shine, so their co- cones and rods and their eyes are different.
0: Uh, which just may mean that they're better at seeing in the dark the way that sure. other animals who have eye shine
1: mm-hmm. are. Uh, nose is near human, but more of like a pug appearance or flat, and can sometimes uh, the, the forward facing nostrils. So oh. it kind of so look m- like a pug More Voldemort esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Square teeth. They say their their teeth are very square. Okay. Um, they just made note of that.
0: But a square teeth means probably does not eat flesh. Possibly, yeah. Well, that's a good sign for us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so muscles from the back of the head um, flare out to the shoulders. Those are called your um, traps, trapezius yeah. muscle, right? Um, think of a weightlifter. How big those... Women... How big... When those get so big, they don't really turn their head to look. They have to turn their whole body to look. Yeah. So they said that that's... Um, huge traps. Huge traps on, on Sasquatch. Sasquatch could hit the gym hard. Um, but the crazy thing is they can have as individual diversity and in looks similar to humans. So like when you think about you're looking about uh, at a group of gorillas at the zoo... They all kind of have the same looking face. Yeah. Witnesses are saying that they have different facial features.
0: Right. So like you would be able to look at a room of Sasquatches and be like, Mm -hmm. that's the one.
1: That's George. (laughs) George, you know what? I picked you out of the lineup, George. I know it was you. Okay. The trunk. uh, They carry it forward at a kind of a 15 degree angle. Which gives them that slouched appearance. Yes, the hunched-over, slouched appearance, um, not a fully upright stance, but right. close. They have been seen to stand upright, but fully mostly. Upright, they... But when they're in motion, they have that fifteen-degree angle. When they're in motion, wide shoulders, approximately forty percent of their height.
0: Wow. So their shoulders are so Super broad, broad,
1: right? Um, that's compared with man or humans 25 to
0: 30%. Yeah. So it's so th- a big Think of almost difference. like those cartoons, like Johnny Bravo with how, big, yes. how <laughs> big his shoulders are compared to his height. Yes. Like that over-exaggerated yeah. feature. Yeah.
1: So they're barrel-chested with large respiratory tidal mass. So... They have that big barrel chest, which means their lungs' capacity is absolutely huge. I mean, when they live in the mountains and they right when them. they live at elevation and they're huffing and puffing, going up and down the 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 uh, you the need that huge steep lung cliffs. Capacity. That makes sense as to why they can traverse so fast.
0: Because they've got the lung capacity. They've got the
1: lung capacity to do it. They don't get winded. No. Um, witness accounts of loud, audible breathing. Yeah. Can also be due to that big lung capacity. Um, large chest circumferences and they have, uh, they have guessed that it's between 60 to 75 inches that their chest is that big around. Wow. Um, the, uh, arms are massive, slightly longer than humans, um, with, Uh, Their hanging hands are slightly closer to their knees. But they also say you have to take into consideration that they do have that forward hunch. So they're saying that they're not as abnormally long as people might think they are. It's just because of that angle they walk at makes them look super, super long. Right,
0: right. Right. It's all about posture, you
1: guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Very large paddle-like hands. They actually have shorter fingers than you would imagine. Because they've documented this with cast of hand prints. Oh my gosh. Right? Their thumbs are closer to the wrist, so more like a gorilla. hmm So that spance there is a little bit wider. And they lack the thinner pad at the thumb. So that's the the that muscle. That
0: big meaty part under your thumb. Yeah.
1: Big meaty part under the joint of your thumb. They don't have that. Huh. Yeah. Um their width of their hands are significant. They can be up to eight inches at wide.
0: Wow! For a hand,
1: that's insane.
0: That's a lot of.
1: Mm-hmm. That that that's a lot of whack.
0: <laughs> don't get bitch slapped by <laughs> somebody. <much. laughs> no, I don't recommend it.
1: <laughs> that was... Full nope. Uh, their nails are said to be yellow yellowish, um, which they think is due to thick keratin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No claws. They legitimately have specifically said, we do not believe Sasquatch have claws. Yeah. Uh, young males are said to have more of a V-shape to their trunk. Females are more barrel-shaped. Barrel um, no protruding ad- abdomens. So no beer bellies on any Sasquatches.
0: That's if upsetting. There's, if, there's, <laughs> if, there's, if there's a
1: protruding belly, it's a pregnant female. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Legs and feet. Huge. Massive, massive legs, the thighs, and very muscular, even in the calves. Just powerful, powerful muscles. Just
0: thunder thighs. Right. Well, <laughs> they've
1: got, again, they're, they think of the terrain, think of where they, you know, their habitat. Very large feet. We're going to talk about the feet because I think that this is important for people to realize. This is one of the reasons why they got the moniker Bigfoot. Yeah. Four to five inches in walking infants. Four to five Aww. inches and walking infants, they've actually casted infant Bigfoot feet. The mean, mean length, this means the average length, of 702 footprint castings and documentations.
0: How do, again, how do we have that much evidence, you guys, and we're right? not treating it like it's a real thing?
1: The mean length is 15.6 inches.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. But the range is between 4 inches and 27.
0: Oh, my God. That's almost a three-foot
1: foot. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. 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 Uh, the width is about uh, .45 times the length or roughly half the length. So you're talking about a footprint that, that that's this long. It's going to be that wide. Oh, my God. So, a 12 foot. Big
0: flat feet. 12
1: foot print. 12 inch print, sorry. 12 inch print. Would be six inches. Six inch, almost six inches wide. Oh my God. That's not how human feet are. No. No, no, no. So, big difference. Big, big difference. Yeah. They have no arch. Uh, They have a primitive primate midsole flexure. Um, So, it's like they call it a metatarsal hinge. Right. Like if your foot. Could bend right in the center. Yes. And that's more like apes. Um, Their toes can actually splay pretty far apart. Kind of think of more of how you're, you can spread apart your fingers. Their toes can do that.
0: Well, and anyone who's walked barefoot a lot and is often in the dirt, you'll get mm-hmm. more flat feet. And y- your toes will naturally start to splay out more for balance. And act and like little... F- claws. Fingers. Yeah. On, on like... Uh-huh.
1: Standing on rocks um, they said and stuff. they splay far apart when they're in slippery terrain. They have a very thick sole um, they would have to that's that is also pliable enough that it indents deeply over uneven terrain without harming the creature. Okay I thought that that was pretty significant. I think that's kind of cool. Body size and weight. okay here we go. body size and weight average height from an uh, from eyewitness accounts. Is seven foot ten. Damn. Babies are small, but they're said to grow rapidly and walking well at three to four feet tall. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maturity height is about six to seven feet. So that's it- gonna be a mature, maybe like young adult, but a fully grown, fully grown males. Can top 10 feet. God. That is insane to me. That's two of
0: me standing on top of each other.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is. <laughs> no. Females are generally shorter. Um, just in general. The, the thing is, for me, is that you think about it this way. If you think about them as pack animals and can compare them to primates, it makes sense that the males are larger. Because what if in a family group setting, there's only one, maybe two males, and then more females and babies? Right. It's, it makes sense. Yeah. If you look at it from that point of view. So the males are just going to be taller, and the tallest one is just going to be the the big old 10 foot the guy. alpha yep yep <laughs> <The> alpha. <laughs> right okay so they say weight is difficult to determine but if using chest circumference to calculate weight which is used in primates okay the average estimated weight of a sasquatch is 650 pounds Pounds, six hundred fifty pounds, oh and in this corner, God. Sasquatch, standing at
0: eight foot five. I'm trying to think of like how big, so how how heavy some of those really big weightlifters are,
1: and they and it's it, it, still it, like two weightlifters. Yeah, six hundred and fifty pounds would be two weightlifters, two really built w- weightlifters. Weight yes, like the mountain. Okay, but get this, <laughs> the max. For feet length greater than 24 inches, they estimate to be more than a 1,000 pounds. Uh, so we're talking about not only has Sasquatch got big feet. Sasquatch did big. They are so, so massive. They are big, massive creatures. Um, in my lifetime, I really hope that, that the scientific community can prove that they are real.
0: Good for the Olympic they, project.
1: Yes, hands down. Like if I had e- project, if Alberta I ever had squats. the money, I yeah. would be
0: funneling it into places yeah. like that. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, why did I want to talk about those criteria, those characteristics? Because I want you, my people, to use these criteria when looking at supposed pictures and videos of these Sasquatches that are out there. Think about these characteristics that these learned people that are looking at it from a very scientific point of view have gathered and look at it and say, oh my gosh, it has that. It has that. It's at a 45, you know, it's at a 50, 15 degree angle when it's walking or just look at it from a critical standpoint as these researchers do.
0: You're going to be able to tell a guy in a gorilla costume with like Mm -hmm. regular long fingers and normal pads from someone with freaking paddles.
1: Yeah, for so if you're looking at them and their fingers are abnormally long in proportion to their hand, you're probably looking at a fake. Yeah. But if it fits more it, I I would say the more criteria you can look at in a picture and say that fits, that fits, that fits, then the more legitimate that picture probably uh, is. And
0: same with footprints. If yes. you come across footprints and you're like, is this a teenage prank or should I cast this right here and now?
1: Absolutely
0: then you look and say okay does it have toes that could be splayed does it have half the width yeah. that it does can you
1: see dermal ridges can you see um a break in the foot like if it's lifting its foot off the ground can you see that break in the print so use i use I...
0: science to help prove the things yes yeah Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so just one more quick mention because I know we're a little bit over time again, but I, I'm so passionate about this topic. I just can't tell you. I can't talk Screw about, about it. Screw
0: over time. Let's work over okay. time. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going
1: to tell you one more thing. So I had Amanda before we started watch a video called um, uh, the Paul Freeman video. Oh, my God. From 1994. So this is before cell phones. This was recorded on like a video camera with film for those of
0: you who are who are younger than I am you need to understand that, that, that VHS tapes had this long string of tape in this rectangle box kind of looks like a book like that's how thick it was okay listen and if you pulled this little black tape out and tried to do anything to it you'd absolutely ruin the thing so this was not kind of the the, the kind of video that you could doctor in any way if it's on a vhs it is what it was recorded as
1: there is no way to digitally change that image
0: yeah like ai is not touching that stuff
1: Uh, okay i digress if you download it to computer, yes, you could d- digitally change it. But, but this footage is raw footage. This is the OG
0: original, yes. unchanged, untouched, unbrushed. So it is. It is shitty uh,
1: sound quality, yep. terrible, grainy footage. It, it is the number two of top one hundred Bigfoot videos because obviously the number one is the Patterson-Gimlin video.
0: I have never. Before today, before Jenna showed me this video, I have never seen this video. And yet, I have never. This one is more convincing to me than the classic Patterson-Gimlin Where video. Where it
1: has the Bigfoot walking on the rocks by, yeah. The, yeah. by the river. This one mm-hmm. was more
0: convincing to me. You see Bigfoot walking slowly. You see. Well, let's
1: start at the beginning. He's actually following footprints. Uh, yeah. Up, up from a water source. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh. He, he came down here and when then he go- walked back up walked back up and he's legitimately following the trail of these feet and then he pans up and he goes holy shit there he is yeah and the reaction is so genuine oh yeah. so real and um he gets not one image but he gets two images of the bigfoot then at the very end he even makes mention i think there's two of them yeah so he was seeing things with his own eyes that Film wasn't even capturing oh, again, shitty, shitty VHS. Tape yes, so like, yeah, so go out there, check out that film, you guys, because it's it's you know, it's all over YouTube, you can find it anywhere. It's an eight minute watch, it is funny. The eight
0: minutes flew by, like, let yeah. me tell you.
1: Okay, last time
0: we said, Would we tea with Bigfoot? So let me change it up for us to tea
1: time. or not to
0: tea, to tea or not to tea. <sighs> okay, change it up. What are we gonna do? Tea, tea would, with you, Bigfoot or, would you would you tee with the Olympic Society or whatever they call themselves?
1: Uh, the Olympic Project. Yeah. People? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. I would like to meet these people and just just ask them every question like, under the sun. Pick their brains a yes. little bit, right?
0: Yeah. I feel like that would be. So and true. and
1: the Alberta Alberta Sasquatch. Oh yeah. People. Um. Yeah. These people that actually sound like. That they are have going nothing about better it. to do, or <laughs> or they want nothing better to do than study this.
0: Yeah, the, the people who are who are like this could be a real creature who's in danger of being in farmers' sheds, locked in metal cages, and we exactly. want and we want to protect it by finding it and protecting its environment. One hundred
1: percent. Yeah, I would totally tee. All right. Okay, uh, to tee or not to tee, Amanda, with the ten foot. Sasquatch. <laughs> Do you know how comical of a scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, your husband is pretty tall, but a 10 foot tall Sasquatch? Like, listen to wow. me.
0: Either he's going to be sitting at a very tiny table, looking like a parent sitting on one of those tiny chairs, trying yes. to sit across from me, or I'm going to be looking like a child sitting on, like, big Like ol- a baby
1: Sasquatch. He's going to think you're a baby <laughs> he's Sasquatch. Think, uh, that's, a, uh, that's all I can hope is that he he's thinks. He's going to want that- to pat you on the <laughs> head. <laughs> It's so
0: comical. gonna sit there. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 How much? Uh, I'd have to have like four kettles of tea <laughs> to like I get know. this guy a cup.
1: Yeah, I, I picture like a
0: milk bucket. <laughs> yeah. A
1: yeah. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we just tink glasses, except for his is like
1: five times the yes. size. Of my. Yes. All right, my lovelies. Hey, we are on TikTok. Go and find us. Uh, we're we, there at. We uh, are, we are steeped, steeped in mystery. mystery. Um, we're going to be putting out some some little TikToks about ourselves and about the pod. So please go find us. Give us a like. Give us a love. Give us a share. We we just would be so tickled for you to do that. And in the meantime, tune in next time and keep it steeped. Bye. Bye.